Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless. I'm Grant and I'm joined here today by George. Hello music lovers. And Liam. Hello everybody, welcome to the podcast. The godfather of Flawless, if we're fair. <laughs> um, every episode, us, or sorry, a host or a guest proposes an album that they believe to be flawless and we discuss it ad nauseum and um, in the end decide whether it's unanimous that it's flawless or not we have a patreon patreon yep and that is so patreon you can back us from as little as one dollar a month yes and if you do so you get access to our bonus episodes which we don't record but yeah we will we will correct early access to our episodes as well you get them a couple of days which is specific that is you are people are still doing that Yes, and we've got a Facebook group, Flawless Family and Friends. There's a link in the show notes for that where we announce in advance what albums we're covering. Um, and that's it. Now, because you're hearing my voice, you are no doubt excited to, to hear it's my proposal. Oh, my goodness. Oh, shock me, shock me, shock me. And although I've yet to trouble the scoreboard in relation to a an agreed flawless album. I'm walking to the line again, and I'm proposing that the Ex Ambassadors' second album, Orion, from 2019, to be flawless. Goodness me. Nice. Goodness me. This exactly. is not the Led Zeppelin I was promised. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No. And I have been told by um, my life partner that I've shown some maturity in my choices mm-hmm. in um, throughout this experience of three years plus. Uh, and so, yes, released in on the 14th of June, 2019. They've been accent, ac- active since 2009. Ex ambassadors are Sam Harris, Lacey Harris, and Casey. Uh, Casey. Casey, sorry, it's horrific hand. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I actually do know that. Yeah, <laughs> and Adam Levine, and um, not there the, you and go. Not, not the Adam Levine from Maroon Five, right? No, now. no. Adam, I think is it eleven? Eleven might be eleven. Eleven. Yeah, Maybe it doesn't have the oh, E on the end. Oh no, we, no, don't no. Want, we just don't want to scare people into thinking not, Adam Levine's been playing drums for <laughs> just on the Ex side. Ambassadors this yeah, whole time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Absolutely. Eleven. Let's go with eleven. Uh, from Ithaca, New York. So, yes. Apart from, um, well, let's just see. I'm, I'm happy to, to hop straight into it. George, had you ever heard of X-Investors before? I had heard um, a couple of their singles. Come on, then. On the yes, radio. So, yes. from this album, uh-huh. I'd heard Boom and Hey Child. Mm. So, um, Nothing I've, before then? Nothing. Well, I think I'd heard stuff before then, yes. but I can't remember what it was. Um, and I tried to have a look and I couldn't. But I know that they've been played on Triple J over in uh, Australia. And so I've heard their stuff. And they also come up as a sort of like, if you like everything, everything, you might mm-hmm. like these guys um, sort of like recommendation. Okay. So um, as somebody that listens to a lot of everything, everything, I had heard <laughs> of them, which is awesome. Um, but I had not listened to... End to end. End to end, an entire album. No. Well, why would you? And I was actually pleasantly surprised because I was like, <laughs> I kept hearing these songs and I kept forgetting who it was by. Um, and then it was just like, you brought it to my attention. And I was just like, well, now I know and I can pop it on my running playlist. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yes. this is a corker. Are you back running? Yeah, yeah, I'm running now. Um, that's that's At- really Outside cool. or treadmill? Both. Cool. Okay, cool. Treadmill nice. and outside. I'm only running outside when I'm, I'm, I can be sure that I'm not going to get catcalled by sure. people. So um, like never? 
So, yeah, not, not all the time. Only, no. So only <laughs> during only during COVID lockdowns yeah. when um, the bars aren't open, um, that's when I go running. Uh, but yeah, so it's cool. So I can like pop tracks from this album into my running playlist and feel really happy and sing along and uh, enjoy wow. myself. So yeah, so I'd heard of them, but I didn't know um, that they were ex ambassadors. I didn't know this album, um, and I like have probably heard a bunch of their stuff and I've got no concept of who they are. So this was really cool. nice. So yeah, awesome. thank you. Liam. So Grant put the name of the album into the chat to say this is who I was nominating. And I was like, how have I heard this album before? Have I heard of the name of this band before? It seems yes. really, really familiar. Yes. And then I remembered, Grant, didn't you say you were going to see them live at one stage? Hey, Or you invited us listens. to go... You were like, uh, we've talked before about going as a group to go and see a band yes. live, and this was one of the you. I think you. That's right. Correct. You said, you said we should reach out to them and say, did they see see if they wanted to be on the podcast? I might have. I think I think that was what, that was around <laughs> our time of like we were reaching out to a lot of bands sure. and stuff. And I think you said, hey, these guys will yeah. be in town in a few months. We and they were. Did they? Well, that wasn't a COVID. I, I didn't was, reach out to them. It was. Um, I've actually written it down here. Sorry, we looked at these a little while ago on the eighth of the second, twenty twenty. Like you're talking weeks before, weeks, yeah. before literally weeks before lockdown, I saw them uh, with Boo Seeker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Boo Seeker. It's such a cool like. Although both of them, the two of them, at least, really cool guys, and they were they were excellent. It was in um, it was in the valley at, at the musical. Oh uh, yeah, Fort 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 musical. Musical. I'm sorry, Fort absolutely musical, yeah. awesome. So I've written it down with a star here. 8th of Feb 2020, I saw these guys live and I didn't reach out specifically for them. But No, no. Um, that's, so I was racking my brain with how have I heard them before. Yeah, and then, then I realized, I've no, no, it's just them. from Grant talking to me about them Correct. before. So. And, and a special thanks to Doug Fennickirk who arranged the tickets mm-hmm. uh, and who got me, I suppose, more into ex-ambassadors. Great concert and, and, and really awesome. So had sure. you heard them before? No. I mean, so, that, so when I listened to the album, I'm like, I've never heard of these guys before. Nothing. Never heard a single, never heard the album. I've long since stopped listening to the radio at all at the moment. Like this is 2019, so I probably haven't listened to the radio. I used to get Triple J to wake me up for like five minutes a day, but I don't do that anymore either. Occasionally it'll be on when I get in the car, but usually I just hook up my iPod. So I'd never heard of these guys or any of this. So no radio tracks, huh? No. Wow. So yeah. So what are first impressions, please? No, hold on. First question. Yes. Grant. Yes. Mm. How the fuck do you know this band? Yeah. Hey. Good question. Super good question. And I, because this is not your wheelhouse. Thank no, you. definitely not. My 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 beautiful, wonderful wife has said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's not. There's a single called Renegades that was before that this. That was that was on the previous album. Correct, and I appreciate you listening. If you always you just heard it, um, that was a Jeep advert, and it was on a playlist mm. long before that. That song I might know then. I remember yeah. with Jeep adverts, sometimes I look, look up the songs and go, hey, yep. that's a cool song. So I might know that song. You probably do. No Renegades. Uh, great, great track. And I listened to the earlier tracks, um, not thinking at all that it was flawless though. And um, so that was that was how when this came out. Doug, uh, to his credit, mentioned him earlier. He said, look, Grant, I've just got your tickets. I've just got us tickets. Looks like it's done. You know, I'm like, we're going. I'm like, sure, bud, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen to this more and more, and my daughters now sing along to <laughs> of the tracks, which I'm so desperately proud of, um, on school pickups, really, um, mm-hmm. pre and yeah, sort of post. And they'll say, oh, can we listen to, you know, Confidence or, you know, Boom? Yeah. Or, oh, hey, child. Boom. Yeah, yeah, And I'm right. like, oh, yes. Um so, yeah, outside, semi-outside my wheelhouse, but it, having watched these guys live and um, maybe like what a, a committed person going to a concert would do who doesn't know all their tracks, in, go, in prepping for the 8th of Feb 2020, I was like, I need to know what these oaks are going to play because I'm mm-hmm. freaking, I'm involved, I'm invested. And so I listened to this a number of times and uh, yeah, there you go. 
So had you not listened to this album until you knew you were going to see them live no, and that's when you no, got into it? Correct. Listening to it and prepping for it made you think it was flawless? No, even post Where, it. Okay, right. Like so it's watching, only more over time. So, so yeah, more over time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Liam, and um, to see, and maybe it's a setup, I suppose. I haven't, I wouldn't have gone to a concert that small in inverted commas in a long time or mm-hmm. relatively long time for me. And on reflection, not to be cheesy, but pre-COVID, I naively put on the socials like the next eight months are going to be mad because it was going to be like there was these guys and Aha and Rick Astley, which forgive me, but that's <laughs> not, that nice. was like yep. you know, forgiven, at, not accepted. Yeah, no, you, oh, no, thank I you. That's and, and worth it. In um, at uh, at uh, Surame, and then there was Offspring and Green Day, and there were like there was like nine months worth of craziness that was going to happen from a concert perspective and that was the plan in 2020 beginning mm-hmm. you know and so the warm-up was you know we're going to go and yeah um it just didn't really materialize post unfortunately the disappointing aha experience whereby rick astley as the as the pre-show was by far more engaged and and, and caring that i'll listen to this again and 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 posted having seen this guy live. If you watch these boys, and I'm, I'm, I'm presuming, forgive me, have you guys watched them live? I've, I've seen a, not live, I've seen a video. Um, so important to know that Sam, Sam and Casey are brothers. Yes. And they've known Adam since um, their uni. They had a different person on drums prior to that that they all, know since then, that her, they've known since kindergarten. Um, but yeah, so Sam and Casey are brothers. But Casey Harris, who does piano, backing vocals, keyboards, and synths, is entirely blind yes. and has been since birth. From birth. From birth. So they are brothers. So um, Sam plays um, guitar, bass, and does vocals. So Casey, as I said, does um, piano, synth, keyboards, etc. But he's blind. And then Adam Levin is doing drums and percussion. Yes, mm-hmm. this threesome are making this racket. Yeah, it's well, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and literally, and they make a real point in their, in their video shoots. They make a real point where Casey holds up, like wears big black glasses, and holds up his white stick mm-hmm. in video, like in shoots, in videos, and all that kind of stuff. Like makes a real fucking point of saying, motherfuckers. I'm blind mm. and I'm making this music. Thank you very much. So good. Cause so good. The idea, because I was thinking about it, I was like the idea of like maybe someone having vision and then going blind, but like being a musician, like knowing what they're doing and then transitioning, okay, now I can't see it, but I've got the feel of it. No, like blind from birth, literally never seen an instrument, no. any of the instruments that he no. plays. Wouldn't like just, yeah, such an amazing achievement. It's and, so cool. And, um, and watching them in the, in the Fortitude Valley, he walks. So Sam walks out, and his brother and and um, oh, Casey's holding his hand, like, yeah, like through the yeah. Arm. He has to be led like, to the. He's yeah. literally led, and he says, "Here you go, brother. Here you go, brother." Yeah, go. and and off he goes, like you like. But yeah, so years ago, my dad used to work with someone who had gone blind, and she had the computer. And so he had to guide her to her desk in the morning when she came in. So she'd have her laptop. So she'd take her laptop out and she'd sit it down on the desk. And then she'd just know exactly where all the chords were. And just by feel, just plug like quicker than I've ever seen anyone, a sighted person set up a computer because she just knew, she knew from touch what each cable was and exactly where on the laptop. All she needed to know was where she was standing in terms of her desk. And then it was, she would plug it in in like three seconds flat. So that... Yeah, that you lead them like it looks like. Oh, they they don't know, you know. They're, where they are. They're, yeah, exactly. But you put you, tell, there, you tell him you're there. This is where you are, and this is where you are on your piano. I assume the piano's probably got some braille stuff on it to let him know where the keys and stuff are. But it probably only needs one, and then he'd be like, "Well, now I know where that one is, and I'm good for the rest." Done. Yeah, yeah. It awesome. was an awesome achievement. So yes. So first impressions, Liam. Yeah, it was like it was an interesting balance between. Like it's quite heavily produced. Sure. And um, so you, you talked about seeing them live and I watched a few of the videos and stuff. So um, in all the live videos, Sam mostly, he only plays bass. I didn't see any videos where he plays mm-hmm. guitar. And that and then I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense because the bass is super heavy in a lot of these songs. Like it's really quite mm-hmm. pronounced. Often more, like the guitar could be a bit more constructed, but mm-hmm. the bass feels more live and in that moment. 
so yeah i really enjoyed like it's just yeah that that produced feel of creating that sound and crafting that sound and then i found out afterwards that he produced so sam produced three of the songs on lizzo's album so so he's a so he's a studio producer almost a studio producer first yeah. And then who's got like and I also want to be a performer and do a musician stuff as well. But he's so in touch with all those studio things elements. and the sounds and the effects and the elements that it it really shines. That made when I found out that he does all that production, I was like, yeah, no, that makes total sense okay. because he that this sounds like a, a crafted produced sound. Oh, sure, for sure. And yourself, George? Uh, I first listened to the album and was like, hello. You're a good album, aren't you? <laughs> hey, George, and and again, coming from Granty, I mean, and I yeah, I like, was like, what's going on? where the fuck it came from? Where's this came from? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, why hey. have I was genuinely? Um, I'm not gonna lie, I was please put, don't lie. I was put out by oh. the fact that you brought this album and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a little bit pissed. Wow, I'm just man. like, no, Granty likes classic rock and sure. whatever and uh i like the cool hipster bullshit sure. and then you break ex ambassadors out of the bloody thing no i was very annoyed with you oh well thank you it's not often that but you haven't been annoyed with me often like, <laughs> if i'm honest <laughs> you're like really i haven't troubled yeah, you but i was really i was genuinely um like from album first thoughts i was like i am gonna enjoy deep diving you I'm going to enjoy Thank you. like going through your album and picking bits out. And um, I knew that um, it's an album I could put on in the background or it's an album that I could pay attention to. So, um, yeah, so I, for the purpose of this, I paid attention to it and I wrote notes. Um, and so, yes, um, thank you for bringing it. Let's have a little deep dive. Mm. Hey, child. Hey, child. Second mm-hmm. single. Couple of... Yeah, so three singles Basis. released off the album. So Boom, Hey Child, and then Hold You Down. Yes. Which is um, the last song on the album. Mm. So, oh, and also it got to Billboard 125, but it's Billboard Rock 25 mm. and Lithuanian Albums 95. Nice work, Lithuania. Well Thank done, you. Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're the only charts that we've found. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like... Well, yeah, well, it's intriguing. It's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I I was expecting there to be some kind of link to Lithuania between, like, the Nothing. Harris brothers or something. But it was <laughs> no. just like, nah, Lithuania. Ithaca, New York. We appear, Ithaca. we appear on random charts on countries around the world sometimes. It just flares up and then disappears again. Like, well, I sent you those stats the other week and we were top in Kazakhstan for a few months. I love that, man. Yeah. It, it makes just for great up. Yeah. talking yeah. points. Random shit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Billboard, Rock, um, and Lithuanian. So, pretty awesome. So, that idea of having the song, a single, as the last song of the album. So, my friends and I used to do a thing where your album was the further back on the album that your singles happened the more indie you were so like if you oh, yeah. if you were straight up populist your singles were all tracks one Front two end. three yeah and then if you like all the way through to the end if you were back ending your singles then it was like oh you you know you're, you're more cool basically like you're mm-hmm. more indie because it's you know you're not trying to get everyone's attention with all your singles straight up the front so it was very mm-hmm. cool to have a last song as a single which is really cool so cool. the, the yeah. most yeah indie album down. we've ever done is um one of the Eels albums, the break, the breakoffs, the lead-off single is actually a secret track at the end of the album. So that's like the most indie anything <laughs> anyone's like ever been. Super, yeah. Okay. So yeah, but this, yeah, I like that idea of not necessarily just having all those early songs as singles and having some of the stuff further at the back. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, and and hey, child, I, I looked. You probably would have seen some of the stuff on YouTube. It's written. Is it is it actually written about a brother or something that was actually? in jail at the time i don't know whether that's well, that's true or it's like it's got that kind of like um vocal lines around um difficult situations that people are in um and they if that's replicated in quicksand as well yeah. um but yeah so um it has lyrics so you're numb in the pain stuck in your way since we were kids it was like this but i will be there i will be there for Lyric buddies. Sure. Yeah. So what's really cool is um the guitar intro in where they're using all the 
he's using all the bass strings yeah. into whistling. Yes. Hello. Yeah, so there's like two boom, boom guitar yes. twangs yeah. and then and whistles then whistle. and hand claps and just straight. Come on, man. Yeah. Just hey. like this, this bluesy, muddy stomp all the way through it. It's a really cool song. And then Sam stops singing and his vocals are dreamy. Mm. Like just dream- they're perfect with the wail of Hey Child. Um, and then it's almost like a call to action. Um, but then it is he, actually it's a good good description. But then he mixes up the way he he delivers his lyrics. Mm-hmm. So they'll sometimes be really quick, sometimes really really slow, sometimes syncopated, and it's all in one song. Um, in the initial like opening, opening to the album, track. yeah. And it's like this is what you're going to listen to. Yeah, I think it's a good opening like summary of all the stuff that's going to come. Definitely. Like, sure. Lots of real. Here you are. Lots of different pieces all coming through and doing their thing. Yeah. Hey, child, here's my song. Mm-hmm. And like one awesome thing is no track on, like, there's one track, sorry, that exceeds four minutes on this entire album, uh, which is history. Mm. And everything else oh, is like usually geez. three and a half minutes or down to like two minutes, 13 or whatever. And I'm like, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with people that get their message across mm-hmm. in three and a half minutes and they're Cause done. Because they're, they're constructed like pop songs, so it's always going to be yeah. short, sharp, do the thing and go. Talking of pop songs, Confidence yes. with it's, K-Flay. Well, come on, Because the first song is still like it's that muddy, bluesy song, so that's why, Grant, I'm still thinking of stuff that you like and, you know, a bit more straightforward <laughs> with the drums and guitars and stuff. Yeah. And then, the, so it's like first song does that, sets it up, and then the second song just like pulls the rug out straight away. It's like this... Slinky poppy poppy R&B just, song. Yeah. It's got a, like a wistful slide guitar. Oh, and just sweet percussion on that yeah. one. And Come I love on the idea then. of what it's about. Like that idea of like someone who still, no matter how long you've been with them or how long you've been around them, they still just like you break down in front of them. It just shatters your confidence when you're in front of them. So good. With the lyrics. But my confidence waver. Oh, yeah. I've been that. Like when someone walks in the yeah, room, oh, you're just sure. like, <gasps> who hasn't? <laughs> like, like, I used to be cool. It's so relatable. And, and like, oh. and Kayslay, her yeah, vocals, she's so cool. she the most sexy. perfect vocals yeah. in this track. Yeah. And live, it wasn't Kayflay, but it was so good live. So did they have someone actually do it yeah, live or they didn't just record it? hot chick in the back was playing the bass and I was like, you're joking. Oh, this nice. is absolutely <laughs> freaking mad. Yeah. Whispery, um, it's girly, it's seductive. It's just like... Sensual. It is sensual. It's really well done. Loved it. And the whole concept is he's that big guy until he sees her and he breaks down. Yeah. Mm. And I it's, love that vulnerability in a track. Why? Well, um, it's a real challenge to have my daughters sing it because I'm <laughs> like, I don't want you to think that you know someone could make you lose your confidence, mm. and they just love it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I love it, but don't think that this is actually. It doesn't have to be this way, you know. So yeah, and they'll like literally unprompted. I'll just hear them singing. You make me lose my. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they're five and six or six. Yeah, no. So um, I've tried to not play it as much mm. <laughs> in front of them. But yeah, great. Um, yeah, but I was listening to Big Shot by Billy Joel when I was three, which is all about hookers and cocaine. So it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, exactly. We go swings, out of swings it. Around, swings <laughs> and roundabouts. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, so something I found out about this album, which is interesting, or mm-hmm. not even about this album, is that they wrote an entire album before 2018 called so they released a song on australia day in 2018 january 26 called joyful and then the, later that day they were like yep and the album joyful is coming and then somewhere in between they were just like you know what nah it's no good whole thing threw really? it away, whole threw, thing threw it away just said nah yep. so um yeah sam said in an interview with billboard that the album was cancelled because it didn't feel like it fully represented where they were at so the, the their whole thing that i read was like both of them between the first album and this album, got married. And so this album became about, they were going from their 20s into their 30s and became about, I guess, growing up and becoming, you know, adults and different people. And I feel like the implication I got was that the Joyful was more of the same as the first album. 
and they put it together and then he was like but these aren't this isn't the people that we are anymore so let's i'd much rather make an album that's about where i'm going and who i am now rather than just repeating or yeah going back to the same things but yeah i love that idea of just like a whole album it's a huge decision yeah and just like like a lot of effort and a lot of stu- and a lot of record labels will just go, no, you no, you don't. I'll, I'm popping this out, and you can do something cool yeah. next. Like we're we're done here. But yeah, whoever they were working with. So this one came out on Kid in a Corner and Interscope Records. So I don't know if the what the Did other album up. was was the same. Yeah. But whoever it was, obviously they were just like, yeah, we, you know, well, that's fine. Then you go to to, to Quicksand. Mm-hmm. Um, Those woes at the beginning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello. Come yeah. on. So and he's and he's got range, this guy. Yeah. It's almost yeah. spoken. Hey, this guy, super, mm. super range. So, so this is where there was an Americana bluesy yes. feel. Mm. So a lot of their songs had their influences very much on their sleeve and this one was their Bruce Springsteen song. I, yeah, I was yeah. totally going to say, like, it's totally Springsteen. Um, like, they might be from Ithaca, but mm-hmm. they felt like they were from Jersey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which so, is not a bad thing. No, so, but it's just all about, yeah, working class people struggling to get by in low-paying jobs yeah. and just feeling like, like it's the quicksand. It just keeps dragging you down and no matter you fight it more, it actually drags you down more. Mm. Absolutely. And Every day. Even with the lyrics of... Mama don't sleep well. Worry about the kids all night. And the kids don't eat well. They worry about their mama so they hustle on the side. And you're like, oh my God. Then then you find out like the father's working three jobs mm, to yeah. try and help the mama out. And you're like, oh my God. There's just a fucking cycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it is that working yeah. <laughs> working class hero kind yeah. of thing. But like, it's just they're all doing it like to support each other. Mm. But as you say, like the quicksand keeps bringing them down, mm. which is just society and life. Yes, um, which is poignant, really fucking poignant for quite a really accessible song. Mm. Yeah, it mm. it kind of it the thematically it was like Bruce Springsteen, but sonically it was. Wasn't it wasn't really like that at all? It was no. way, way more straightforward. It's a theme for sure. The poppy stuff, yeah, yeah. But obviously, it goes into boom, which boom. is their first single, which is such a good single, <laughs> such a, cool a good single. Like it is so sexy. The bass is so sexy. The vocals are so sexy. They repeat themselves. There are hand claps, mm. and the chorus is hot, and it's just everything that they. Do in this, it's like sexy heartbeats. Yeah, the whole thing. So I think there's no guitar in this song until the riff in the in the chorus. So the whole point, like it's it's all bass and him yeah. singing and like little slinky bits, and then singing that that, that repeated refrain of boom 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 boom, and then just like bringing the just like knowing when to use it or when to hold it back, and just just pulling in the guitar just for the big dancey parts in the chorus was really cool. I said, hey, uh huh. You can't stop me because <laughs> mm-hmm. my pain uh-huh, is gasoline. Oh, yeah. come on, so man. And you must watch it live. Come on. It's like oh. a slinky, sexy dance club. I feel like I need to wear a ball gown. Yeah. <laughs> like, mother fricker. Like, yeah, um, that is such a sexy song. And as their first single before the album was released, I think that was a really good decision. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, yeah. For so sure. Speaking of songs that show their influences. Yeah. Wasteland. Oh yeah. Somebody wants to be in U2. Some somebody <laughs> wants to somebody wants to be in like 1985 U2 pretty bad. It sure. was like yeah, so it was about going home and then feeling like you were good for getting out but also something like more comfortable even if you hate it. And it was just um streets have no name esque sort of yeah, U2. Yeah, it was just like sure. like the li- and the riff all the way through it was just I was just like yeah, this is really yeah, they've taken the pieces that they want and constructed something out of it, which is really cool. And there are O's, not mm. just O's. There are like mm. O, yeah. O, O's. Um, and I wrote, I wrote bass line heavy all the way through it because this was before the point that I'd realised that he plays line. the bass line. So he's, Super. the okay. bass line's always quite heavy because he's that's his instrument. It's bass line heavy, but mm. bass line sexy as yeah. well. Like it's a really sexy song. But there is like also... Um, uh, somewhat of a guitar solo or synthy solo that comes in during the latter end of that song as well, um, which is really beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's a great song, very sexy, and like despite 
singing you out wasteland yes (laughs) (laughs) like they make anything hot like this band just makes anything sexy like i don't know how they do it i'm shocked are they hot to look at look uh, i've we were at the podcast a little while ago and it and i don't know is it was it bianca i forget her name and i said i've got a man crush at the moment and it's it's on sam like he's He's not actually that hot to look at. And I don't know why, but it's because his voice mm-hmm. and his aura overall is just like this guy freaking is larger than life. Mm-hmm. And he's bald and he's got this big horrific mustache and he's inked like the, my two co-hosts <laughs> and I'm still clean. Um, but he's got an aura and it's it's awesome. So you, look, I mean, and, and Casey's got always got the, the image. They're, they're, they're highly... You might you might say Liam on like on reflection, highly produced. Mm-hmm. This is like they're part of the machine, which I don't like to say that easily because they were playing the Fortitude Valley. They're not playing huge concerts, um, but super cool guys and just an awesome, awesome show. It's interesting. Before I meant to say that you said that the Fortitude Valley Music Hall is like the smallest venue that you would ever go and see a show in. And that's probably the biggest venue that I would ever go and wow, see a show. Wow, hey. Because I'm like, everything, like I'm all small pubs and clubs sure. and 30 people and whatever. And like those, those medium-sized venues is, is as big as I is, get. So yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm with Liam. Yeah. Like yeah. I, to, and that's I go fine. to like venues where at the moment with COVID restrictions, it's like 45 people. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. That's yeah, well, we've, got, we've got shows coming up at the end of the month and it's all seated. So we had to book yeah. the seats that we were Same. going to. Wow. Not at the end of the month, in October. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's just all just different, different. totally, and, and yeah, and um, not a good or bad thing, I suppose. It minds the time time challenges as well. I go to more if I could. Mm. Like um, at least at least it is happening because I know the music industry in general is really struggling with not stuff not happening at all. Yeah. So at least if something's happening, it's better than nothing. Absolutely. What about the introduction um, to rule and that keyboard intro? The keys just like come hello on. keys mm. and rule over me. And it's almost a falsetto kind of vocals um, with that R&B style. And the chorus is pop perfect. Mm. Just a bit more downbeat, a bit darker than their others. Like oh. even even in that, when I say produce, I don't necessarily mean part of the machine. I mean, just the so, sound and, and the effect of it and stuff like that. No, yeah. but I love the lyric in that, uh, in that song. So it's about that idea of you're, nice. you know, you're about to get into a relationship and you don't know should you go all in, should you go slowly. What does the other person do want do? to do? Yeah. If you if you build up that idea of like you build up brick walls, but then the stuff that's inside those walls gets trapped and you can't let that go, and it's yeah, really cool. There's also um, I'm balanced on the brink of insanity. I'm walking the line between life and fantasy, mm. which I thought was awesome. Just um, really, then like, that not I mean simple like, simples too. Negative a word, but almost just unfair. Really straightforward rhyming couplets of just like yeah, just cool yeah. lines and cool like you know not really in depth complicated imagery that people don't can't understand. Like that was the thing I found when I was going through the songs. Like okay, I know what this song's about. I know what this song's about. Like it's not they're not drenching it or hiding it in a lot of subterfuge or anything like that. It was really straightforward. That song closes with the um, sound of a woman speaking, mm. and mm. and it almost sounds like she's speaking through a telephone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like that telephone voice, yeah. like over the thing, like going through the lyrics of the song and like repeating them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it was just like a really good way of like ending that particular track. Um, and yeah, it was like under three and a half minutes, but you got through an entire journey oh. in all that time. Mm. I just really liked um, when, he, when he says, please, baby, just don't fuck with me. Like, yeah, just really, know, just, just really simple, just straightforward. Like, yeah, like, yeah, there it is. Just yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use that at home with my partner. Wedding vows, <laughs> please. Yeah. Wedding, wedding vows. <laughs> yeah, please, like, baby, just don't fuck with me. That's <laughs> great. Like it's just, uh, no, it's liberating. Mm-hmm. Just don't. Like, yeah, yeah. Like not a bad thing or good thing. Just, just no. don't. And then on to history, which is the, uh, the long one. Yeah, that's over four and minutes. And the whole four minutes. And yeah. And uh, who hasn't? Who hasn't had one? So, no, but the bots here really important. It's like we've had all these R&B beats and everything, mm. everything's happened. 
And then it's like halfway through the record and we've mm-hmm. paired everything back so to an acoustic guitar. It's the centerpiece. It's the exact halfway, yeah. It's perfect. It's sat in the middle of the album. He's on the deck and he's got his guitar and he's singing to his counterpart in this like desperate shout or plea. Plus there are strings. Oh, yes, they are. Of course they are. Yeah. And there are lyrics. Used to be Which is just gorgeous. Lyrical buddies. Lyrical buddies. I wrote down three times in my notes that that was a breakup song and then read about it and it's not a breakup song. He's writing it about a friend who he's drifted apart from and they don't, he's like, yeah, wrote it about one of my best friends. He and I are estranged now and haven't spoken in a while and it's about that relationship for me. Which is interesting, like that idea of like you hear a lot of the imagery and the messaging used in the song and you think, oh yeah, well that's a romantic thing, oh. But it's actually just a platonic friendship that can be just as impactful and still have that same effect still on you break when up that though. breaks up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So sorry, I, I was thinking of it to... as a romantic breakup. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then when I read, I was like, okay, that's you know, it's cool to take something that's a lot of the language is often used around romantic breakup stuff and use it in a friend breakup way. Mm. And you can grieve. Yeah, exactly. Just absolutely. Badly. Yeah. Or more. But I was almost always like, this is a. Um, it's a great, break. great track. But recover. Yeah, so I'm, do- is- I'm done with my history and now I'm yeah. going to have a party recovery oh, song. Man. And this is another call to arms, gospel vocals. Yeah. Amen. Quite the big choir calling out recover. Absolutely. And slips into that smooth R&B with hints of falsetto. That chorus is just like a big call out. And whatever he's recovering from, I believe. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, just I believe. Like, those quick vocals in the second verse and all those harmonies. I'm just like, yeah, I'm on board. But this is a track that I am. If you want me to recover, I will do it. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. Done. Done. And there's the great lines. How could you leave me? Like, that's the conversation that you have with somebody when you're on a road to recovery. And it was just a really beautiful way of him putting it. And I am going to use it whenever I fuck up with my partner. (laughs) And just be like, you know, we were both there. We shared a lot. Yeah. And that's okay. It's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, but the actual song itself is like three and a half minutes of just like power, fun, dancey, awesome tune. Um, but then with like meaning um, and everything sitting behind it. And we've spoken briefly about, about uh, I suppose, Wasteland. And we've got, the, then we moved to, you, you mentioned it, but Shadows mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're chasing. Like, yeah. I'm like, just tra- traveling around the world uh, and chasing something yeah. where they don't even know, is, is it yeah, happiness? They don't know what it like, is. Like, it's all good. But let's talk about I Don't Know How to Pray, which mm-hmm. probably stood me up as the biggest impediment to me proposing this album. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. So this is a partner song. It goes with history in that it's very stripped back. It's just him and the keys this time. It's not oh. even not even the extra guitars brother. and that sort of stuff. Yep. The, yeah, so him and his brother, his brother's probably playing the keys. Yeah. And yeah, so it's about, yeah, he doesn't know how to pray. He doesn't, I guess he doesn't feel that connection and he doesn't understand how to make that connection with a, a being. It's heavy. Yeah. I, well, I feel it's heavy. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's like two minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice and short and sharp and just does but, its thing. But um, so so in proposing this, Emma and I sat around um, our kitchen bench, which is particularly small, <laughs> and we had some robust dialogue around what's this guy or, or um, the band trying to say here. And at the end, um, the, the words are, and God said... Mm-hmm. And there's silence, yeah. <laughs> and and I, in my agnostic, borderline atheist views, were like, "Well, he hasn't helped at all." Mm. Um, and 
Emma was of the opinion that no, this is all for you as the listener to listen to and whatever you feel comes back is is what comes back. So I'm like, okay, well, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And fill your own space. Sure. Well, exactly. I'll Could fill be. your own space. Sure. Um, um, so You are the architect of your own future. Sure. If you want to go that way. And so I was like, okay, well, now you freaked my brain out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a male. You know, I'm a male. And I'm like, well, I didn't hear anything. So he hasn't answered or she hasn't answered or whatever. But the, I don't think that's the point at all. Is It's for you mm-hmm. to interpret what God says. And and he says in his, I mean, he's got such an amazing voice, Sam. Man crush aside. And God said, <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. So, yeah. Did they play that one live? No. Okay. Because so. it, it cuts out, but then there is a bit of a phone conversation, really, yes. really quiet. And I, sh- I should have written down what gets said, but I didn't. But I couldn't really hear it myself. There's something but there, but you've got to turn yeah, it right up. But it's, I don't even know if it's relevant. Like the song stops. Like it doesn't feel like it's, and God said, and then the phone conversation is part of the song. Like it feels no. like they stop. It's like life goes on. Almost. Yeah, and it's almost Maybe. there just so you don't think there's been like a mistake and they've you know left an extra 30 seconds of absolute silence on the end of a track. Yeah. And that all leads into the final song hey. and third single, Hold You Down. And could he- someone please tell me why the word down is there? Because hold you down <laughs> is a negative thing. Like you're holding someone down or you're holding them back or you're pushing them against their will. But the song is a pure love song. It's about I just want to hold you mm. down. And so every time I'm just waiting for him to say, just don't say down. <laughs> I'm going to hold you down. Just I always think it. it as a really central thing. Okay. So the lyrics are We'll be the last ones dancing When the lights go out When there's no one to hold you I will still hold you down We'll be the last ones dancing In the faceless crowd When there's no one to hold you I will still hold you down Like... As in, like, I'm going to be the one to, like, level you, keep you here when everything else around you is madness. That makes way more sense to me if you just go, when there's no one else to hold you, I'll still hold you. Stop. I don't, I just don't know why the word down is, like, because, yeah, he talks about, find me when the party's over, ride home with your head on my shoulder, last night's in the rearview mirror, wake up and I'm still right here. So there's never, there's nothing else in the song that suggests, like, that kind of passionate, angry hold you down not angry but the kind of passionate love that will require holding down or anything like that i just the word really sticks out for me really weirdly i guess for me for me it's like grounded yeah so it's not like hold you down like oh keep you negative at all no the negative it's like um i'll be the one to keep you grounded yeah it's like the connotation that i have from like like, none of the the rest of the lyrics talk about that in that way at all it's It's a juxtaposition yeah and then big build up to a crescendo to end the album. Great way to end an album. If you're going to go out, this is, yeah. yeah I love totally. my last tracks and this one's a really good one. It's Yeah, it's the epilogue. And it is the epilogue of the journey that we've gone on from mm. the beginning of this record. Um, like with all the sexy fun times and all the confusion times and then your recovery and, the struggle, and everything I think. else. Mm. It's like and a then, struggle. Yeah, then it's that big love like... Um, through all the madness of party fun times, I will hold you and but d- and down, down. like I, it, it's it's just ah, yeah. What do you mean? I think that's their big single too. Because why when I was looking for them videos of them playing live, I saw them on the Tonight Show and a few other sort of TV oh, yeah. shows and stuff, and that, that was the song they were playing. So I think that was the one they really pushed for people to to make them a name. As somebody that parties with um, the sorts of people that would ply me with things that are illegal sometimes you need to be held down yeah sure but the rest of the rest of the song doesn't act like that at all the rest of the song acts like he's saying hold me and i'm gonna hold you and i'm gonna hold you and we're, it's, a, it's a pure love song for me yeah so there's nothing yeah I, I had similar thoughts as well but it just felt like none of the rest of the song maybe he just vein. needed a word yeah I fe- it felt like that's what it was like he when he was laying out the pattern he needed an extra, he wanted to fill that space with something and yeah, 
But it's still a cool song. I still really yeah. like it. It's a really good closer yeah. to a big party album. Mm-hmm. For From sure. end to end. There you go. Yeah, I think so. And I know that we like brushed over shadows, but um, there was just some really cool lyrics about um, and all I need is killing me. It's killing me as soon as I get to where I wanted before. It's not what I wanted anymore. And it's like that introspection of like... Mm. Um, everything I wanted is here and now do I need it? Um, mm. And I'm not really sure. And then as we say, we move into I don't know how to pray and then hold <sighs> you down mm. to close out the record. Yeah. Solid. I mean, it's <laughs> just solid, guys. I'm exhausted. Any, oh, any, any final things to touch on before we get um, to the final pitch, Grant? Yeah, look, uh, I suppose final pitch, This this is an album that's grown on me. If mm-hmm. if I'm honest, absolutely, uh, I I listened to it pretty intensely pre uh, concert attendance, and I can thoroughly and wholeheartedly um, encourage anyone listening to the podcast to go and see X and Masters live. It's not a free punt. Um, it, it's they are fantastic, and they bring with them an aura that is is difficult to appreciate unless you're actually there. I am richer for having attended the concert. Thanks, Doug, for um, for arranging. Uh, from from the opening track, which has got this absolute ripper um, bass line that you will all know once you listen to, and a whistle to holding you down or hold you down, which is has got the complexity around. It's counterintuitive, and that's a challenge because I don't understand. It's 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 uplifting, and it's it's a partnership, but it's holding you down. That's counterintuitive. There are there's so much good stuff in between, from confidence uh, to I don't know how to pray, which challenges what these guys are actually trying to say. This is a flawless album, and I am richer for listening to it. Go and have a listen to these guys. Have a listen to this album, and uh, I propose you having an opinion about it. George, over to you. Flawless or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. You brought an album that I should have brought. So, on that, I should be pissy because, quite frankly, um, this is in my wheelhouse and not yours. Um, I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but just fine. Um, but on first listen, I was hooked and I went through a whole bunch of these tracks and went, these are fun, party, fun tracks. And the instrumentation is gorgeous and the bass heavy as a bassist is sexy as which i really enjoy um and i went through and i was just like this album is about 36 minutes long and they have managed to put 11 tracks into that time um and there is not one thing i would change about this entire record i love what they've done i think who they are as people is incredible Um, thank you I think the songs are absolute party bangers and I will be putting on, have already put on playlists for myself and for running and for party and for joy and because I just found them enjoyable and full of glee. So quite frankly, I am richer myself Yes, for listening (laughs) to this record. Um, The production is perfect because they brought out the best of all the instruments um, at every level. And I listened on my speakers, I listened on my headphones, I listened on my phone, and at no point was I disappointed. Um, so at like, no um, point? At no point. And all those like formats, was Were I disappointed? No, um, and I want to be friends with them. Um, <laughs> They're cool. Well, they appeared really cool. They, yeah, they look well, far too cool to be my friends. Um, but um, also the fact that they wanted to be called the ambassadors, but legally they weren't allowed. So they added the X to the beginning. 
just to make them legally allowed to be called the ex-ambassadors. Um, and I thought that was a really cool thing that um, they did. So uh, they are rocking my world. They are rocking my playlist. And, of course, it's flawless, Grant. <laughs> it's flawless. So Thank you. there we go. That You've got it from me. You've got it. There we go. Okay, Liam, it's cool. been three years. I've been waiting for you, unanimous. I have not got it. Is today the day? No pressure. There's always pressure. But there There's isn't. Always there is always so pressure. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, this album is completely outside of my wheelhouse as well in that it's the produced sound. So I was sort of listening to it and, like George said, it's amazing the different levels and the different spaces they can go within that sound and do, like they do the hip hop and the bass and the funky soul and the, all that sort of stuff is really cool. I was listening to it on loop and something was bugging me mm. and I couldn't figure out what it was. So I went and I started watching some videos of them playing live and what I don't love about, oh yeah, what it is. I don't love the percussion on this album. I think it's too produced for the kind of sound that I think they're going for. Because I think they're going for the kind of sound that a band makes. I don't think they're going for dance music. I think they're going for, hey, we're a three-piece live band. Mm. But their percussion is super, super produced. And so when you watch them play live, all the stuff, all it's very clear that all the drum stuff is going into a bank of stuff and then yeah. spitting out overproduced drum beats. And then I found a video of them supporting somebody. And so obviously when you play live, the system is tuned to what you want to do. But when you play live supporting somebody, you get the front part of the stage and you don't get all the special tricks. So the drumming and the percussion when they were playing live supporting somebody was just the analog drum sounds. And I loved it way more than the the produced percussion stuff on the album. So I kind of felt like they were straddling a space between we're a live band, we can produce these songs, we're a live band who plays yeah. on stage, but we're also actually super producers who use a lot of studio tricks and do a lot of studio stuff. And that's that straddling didn't really work for me. I kind of wanted them to go all in on just making it a studio dance album or make it more analog and make it actually sound like the stuff was happening in the studio. So I really enjoyed listening to it, but I couldn't give it flawless because there was oh. just something that was bugging me and that I figured then. out that's what it was. I don't love the percussion on the album. You I think, don't love the percussion on I the think album? It, but it's exactly right. No, I don't think that I'm it intrigued. is. I don't think that it is. I think... Because watching them play live, you see... But you wouldn't just, have seen that if you hadn't listened to the album. No, but there, something was bugging me about what they were trying to do with the sound on the album. And it felt like they were trying to create the sound of a band that plays live in a studio. But then all the percussion was super produced and beatsy and that sort of stuff, which didn't really work for me. So, yeah. Like the album. And it was way outside my wheelhouse, so I really enjoyed listening to it. And his vocals are amazing. And I love the idea that... He, the bass is really high in a lot of the songs because that's the instrument that he plays. Like I, I run this band and the bass is now going to be our number one instrument. That's awesome. I love it. But I couldn't give it flawless. Oh, I feel like we're scratching here for a flawless. But nevertheless, we are two out of three. The journey continues. That was Ex-Ambassadors uh, Orion 2019. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on all the socials, and we will see you again next time. Cheers. Bye.